What is good, sports world? Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our NFL Week 9 Quick Picks Podcast. And just jumping right into things for the big news of the day, unfortunate news and news that we're just frankly telling too much on a weekly basis with play- players getting injured for the season and Deshaun Watson, megastar rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, Houston Texans, excuse me, going down in practice on a non-contact injury earlier in practice today is going to be having season-ending surgery. Uh, the Texans have signed Matt McGloin to back up Tom Savage. McGloin obviously has history with Coach Bill O'Brien at Penn State. And actually Watson, during his time at Clemson as a freshman in 2014, uh, tore his ACL in his left knee. This one's in his right knee, so it's crazy how... You can tear both ACLs and non-contact injuries in practice. So just call that a coincidence or just straight up bad luck. I don't know. But we're looking at the lines in this in this game in particular. The Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans AFC South Divisional Matchup. And the Texans have been huge favorites in this game. And sitting here with Mr. Allen Dell, the godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer. We are just talking about here how the line opened up by 13 and a half, 14 points. Houston favored at home. Now down to seven. I wouldn't be surprised if that line goes down even more as people start loading up money on the Colts going into Sunday's game. Personally, for me, I think the Houston Texans are still good enough to win this game. And maybe because of uh, not enough time to plan and scheme for the coaching staff on the Colts side, maybe Savage or McGloin, whoever winds up playing, or both of them could have a little upside in this game because Hopkins and Fuller are still really two really talented guys. So I've got Houston 20 to 17. These are two teams, I think, without Deshaun Watson. These, these are two very similar teams. Let's just put it that way. And I give the home team a three-point advantage in that one, which is not enough to cover the current spread of seven. What say you, Mr. Allen Dell? Yeah. yeah, it's a tough break for Deshaun. The one, if there is any silver lining, the one thing uh, I'm leaning on as I read that, if you're going to tear an ACL the second time, it's better to do any other knee. It balances things off, apparently, when one knee goes through reconstruction. It's stronger than the other one, and maybe that perhaps caused the tear in his right knee. So, But he's going to be out probably seven to nine months, so that's obviously a long injury, a lot of rehab. Uh, uh, Houston, they were number one in the league, averaging 30.7 points per game. That's not going to happen with Savage. But I think they're going to rally. I think they're going to be uh, really emotional for this game just to get by this first game. And Indy, Indy doesn't really represent uh, anything great, even though they got Jacoby Brissett. And if he ever uses Marlon Mackmore, they could win. But I'm going to go with Houston 17-14. So I got Indy uh, winning. Houston doesn't cover the spread, but they'll win the game. Oh, I'm sorry. So you said you got Indy winning or no, Houston? No, I got Houston winning 17 But Indianapolis covering the spread. Yeah. Still, still a quick picks rookie, Mr. Allendale over here. And so we got both uh, both of us to have the Texans winning by three points. And, you know, it's just real unfortunate for a franchise to lose their two best players in the same season, especially your best player on each side of the ball. Watson on offense, J.J. Watt on defense. Just really hard time. And an emotional roller coaster for the city of Houston in terms of their sports fans and that being a major sports city in this country. Obviously, the Astros winning the World Series, their first ever just last night. And then all of a sudden this happens. Uh, you, you add that to the whole distress of Hurricane Harvey. And what a year it's been in Houston. We hope better things to come for the football team for sure. Um, and just wrapping up this first segment, a little special segment here bringing you this news. We're going to jump into the Thursday night game, which starts here in a few minutes. And the Buffalo Bills 
at the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football. Another division contest, this one in the AFC North. And the Red Hot Buffalo Bills, 5-2. Everyone's saying, quote-unquote, they're for real. So people are using that cliche out of the woodwork now. My man Ty Rod's for real, I'll tell you that much, even with the limited options he has on offense. Kelvin Benjamin not playing tonight, the new addition from Carolina. Uh, Buffalo still enough to win this game, albeit a close one. I've got them just covering the spread. 27-23, Buffalo beats the Jets. What say you, Mr. Allendale? Yeah, this is an interesting game. Buffalo is number one in turnover margin at plus 14, and a lot of that can be luck. And the ball bounces your way. The Jet, the they Jets, also give up 400-plus yards a game just like the Jets do, so I hear you there. Yeah, the Jets have lost three straight games after leaving the fourth quarter. Uh, Josh McCown, the quarterback, in the fourth quarter rating, his fourth quarter rating is 12. Lowest, one of the lowest in the league. They just can't hold on and win, so I'm going to go Buffalo 24-17. All right, so you got them covering the spread, too. We'll be back with the rest of our NFL Week 9 quick picks. Stay tuned. Back here, part two of our NFL Week 9 quick picks on Go Baller FFS. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting with Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather, and jumping into our Sunday 1 p.m. games for Week 9. We've got the Denver Broncos, the struggling Broncos, at the Philadelphia Eagles, Best record in the league. Philly favored by a big margin. Seven and a half points in this one at home. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of a trap game, people might say. Nah, not in this game. Not with the Annette Broncos offense. Philly wins big, 28-12. Broncos maybe one touchdown at most and a couple of field goals. Whether it's Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Philly win big. wins big in this game. What say you? Yeah, I'm surprised Philly's not favored by more. I mean, they're fourth in the league, averaging 29 points a game. Denver is averaging 18.1. They don't have a quarterback, Brock Osweiler. Spoley is going to start. Good good luck, uh, John Elway. I got the, the Eagles winning 31-14. They're going to roll. All right, so looks like our picks are similar so far. How about the Rams at the Giants? Uh, you know, the struggling Giants coming off the bye. They, they're putting players on suspension left and right. It seems like Janoris Jenkins, the latest victim of your boy, uh, Mr. McAdoo, as the coach over there. Um, I think the Rams' offense is playing well, uh, even on the road or at home. Giants just haven't really shown much on either side of the ball. And I think they struggle in this one. Maybe enough to keep it a little close, but I got the Rams pulling away late, 30-20, to 20, and covering the spread. Rams by 3.5, they're favored in this game. Yeah, well, I guess they're... The- the point spread is low because they're at New York and they have the number two offense, 30.3 against the Giants, who have number 30 average and 16 points per game. Uh, Jared Goff, Gurley, I mean, think about it, against Eli Manning and whoever. So I I don't, I think the Rams, even if they don't play well, they'll win. I got them winning 24-19. All right, so your, your beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not so much anymore. Two and five on a four-game losing streak, but they were also two and five last year before they went on their run. So maybe Bucks fans can take solace in that fact. However, Bucks zero and three on the road this season, going to play in one of the toughest places in the league, which is the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans at that Superdome. Saints favored by seven in a division contest here. Uh, you know, it's just with, with all the elements involved, with the way Breeze plays at home, the way the Bucks have struggled on the road this season. Makes me want to say that the Saints are still going to win no matter what, but I actually think the Bucks keep it close. This classic game of zero expectations on Tampa's side. The Saints are 5-2 and two right in a five-game winning streak. Things are going to get down and dirty in the trenches in this one. Close game. Saints win 26-24. Do not cover the spread. Yeah, uh, yeah the Bucks, Bucks are one of the most disappointing teams in the league. Jameis Winston has got that shoulder is- issue. 
but he also has an issue of inconsistency. The Bucks have other injuries. They usually play well when, when they're heavy underdogs, so you never know. It's hard to bet against the Saints when they're at home. I got them winning 28-20, so they cover. All right, looks like that's our first difference right there. And how about my beloved Bungles in this one? Can't even get the trade paperwork right to ship A.J. McCarron to the Browns. Wish they would have tried to trade Andy Dalton instead, but that's for another day right there. At the Jacksonville Jaguars, favored by 5.5 in this one at home. Uh, Jacksonville opened up this line favored by 3.5. A, a lot of betting on the other side, so now the line's at 5.5. I still think Jacksonville covers the spread, being the better defensive team at home. The Bengals at home last week, they were 10.5 point favorites against the Colts. They needed a defensive touchdown in the last two minutes of that game to win by one point. So I think this Bengals team is a little bit overrated, actually, for their record. And I think Jacksonville takes care of business, shuts down the Bengals' offense, and wins 26, uh, sorry, 22 to 16, just enough to cover the spread. Yeah, you know, Jacksonville's got the number one defense in least points allowed, 15.7. The Bengals, they got internal problems. Joe Mixon is unhappy. He's not getting enough carries. And I guess everybody else in Cincinnati is unhappy with the Bengals. So... Even though the Jacksonville can't score much, they don't give up. They they don't give up many either. So I got them 17 to 10. To all they need is a pick six, a special teams play, and a, a big Leonard Fournette run, and all of a sudden that's three TDs for Jacksonville. I think they can get more than that. Yeah, but you know, just even with him hurt, that that with that running game they have with Fournette or with Chris Ivory, T.J. Yeldon, whoever they have back there, they're they're running the ball well this year. You know, no matter who they're putting back there, Atlanta Falcons in a division game at the Carolina Panthers. We'll get into that one next on part three of our NFL Week Nine Quick Picks. Getting back into our NFL Quick Picks for Week Nine, presented by Go Baller FFS, and another division contest here: Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Atlanta playing well on the road this year, surprisingly, and with a big comeback win last week, I say they take care of business on the road again. Panthers also playing well on the road and not at home, so the road team has the edge in this one, in my opinion. Atlanta wins a tight one, 23-21. What say you? Well, Atlanta snapped the three-game losing streak uh, last week with a come from behind win over the New York Jets, who just can't seem to hold on. Carolina doesn't score a lot of points, but they don't give up a lot. Number five in the league, allowing 17.8. Uh, Cam Newton's upset he lost Kel- Kelvin Benjamin, but he said he's going to move past it. But I think the, de- the defense will carry the Panthers 21-19. All right, so a tight game for you as well. On the other side, Baltimore at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by three and a half points at home. Baltimore coming off that big win, huge win last week, just trouncing the Miami Dolphins 40-0 to on Thursday Night Football. So they've had a lot of time to recover and rest. But I think the Titans are a good team that's underperformed a little bit. And Mariota healthy at home in Tennessee. Titans win by 5, 24-19, enough to cover the spread. Interesting in this one, Tennessee opened the week as a 5-point favorite, now only 3.5. So a lot of money going to Baltimore. I think Tennessee is just a better football team playing at home. They got the edge. What say you? Yeah, well, Tennessee gets wide receiver Corey Davis back. That'll help. Uh, Marcus Mariota is supposed to be healthier. If he can move around and run, it's going to be tough for Baltimore. Even though it's really what Baltimore's form for, but all of their wins have been by double digits. Joe Flacco was having maybe the worst season of his career. I think Tennessee will do just enough to win 24-17. Joe Flacco still struggling to find his elite QB card that he had a couple years ago, former Super Bowl MVP there. How about the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers? Talk about the mud bowl 
officially of week nine of the NFL season and my upset special of the week. Arizona completely struggling on the road, one in three. Now the Carson Palmerless Cardinals. These two teams have, by a combined scoring margin, have lost their games by a combined 158 points this season. You heard me right, 158 points combined. These two teams, these two teams have lost their games this year. San Francisco gets off the schneid, even if Garoppolo doesn't play. Give me the home team in this one between two just really bad teams. Cardinals offense really struggles. Peterson struggles without Palmer in there, the old man. What say well, you? Well, maybe not. Peterson had 134 yards against the Bucks and only 21 against... The Rams, that was overseas, and that was his second game overseas, and that can wear you out. On the other hand, the 49ers uh, are third in the league in rushing yards allowed and 44th in rushing yards per game, 131. So I think Peterson, if he can go 75, 100 yards, I think it'll be enough. Uh, Drew Stan will find a way to get a touchdown. I like Arizona 20-14. to 14. Interesting in this game that the Niners have actually scored more points this year than the Cardinals. Niners 133 points scored this year. Cardinals 119 points scored. So that's two more touchdowns through eight games this year. Then jumping into our next game, Washington Redskins at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, Seattle coming off a very impressive win. Uh, pulling it out at home last week against the Red Hot Texans. It's unfortunate, man, that that great battle between Watson and Wilson. Now we're not going to be able to see Wilson, I'm sorry, Watson playing, excuse me, over there, Mr. Allendale. And looks like we're going to see another potential shootout in this one. I think Kirk Cousins bounces back. and the, the Redskins offense really struggling so far in the last few games. But I don't think they're that bad of a team. I think Seattle wins this one. They're better on both sides of the ball. But Washington keeps it close. I got Seattle pulling out late 27-23, but not enough to cover the spread. What say you? Well, Washington has lost three out of its, out of its last four. But look at the teams they lost. Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Dallas. Uh, Seattle's won four straight. Uh, Washington's defense has been pretty good. Uh, Seattle picked up uh, offensive tackle Dwayne Brown, and that should help. And I think that'll be enough for Seattle to win 24-14. Oh, so you got them covering in this one. How about a pick'em game? Kansas City Chiefs at the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas not uh, Dallas is going to be without Zeke Elliott in this game, their first game, finally getting that suspension ordered. And... Whether it's going to be Alfred Morris, Rod Smith, Darren McFadden, you name it, you might expect to see this line change a little bit from a pick'em. So Kansas City might be favored by a few points come Sunday. I think Kansas City wins regardless, even if Zeke is in there. They're a better football team. Cowboys are hot, but their defense has struggled, and I think KC puts up a lot of points in this one. I got KC 28, Dallas 21. Well, what you say know, you? Dallas is number five in the league in, in sacks with 25, uh, number two in forced fumbles with 11. If they can get to uh, Alex Smith, you never know what can happen. Uh, I'm going to pick Kansas City, though, eking out. Okay, so we got cut off there right at the last second. You said you got KC eking out a what score over the Dallas? 17-12 win over Dallas. Oh, low-scoring game yeah. for you in that game. I think that potentially could be the best game of the week, NFL Week 9 here. But uh, welcome back to our NFL Week 9 quick picks and our bonus edition breaking down the Sunday night football and Monday night football games. And Sunday night, we've got the Oakland Raiders. Talk about one of the most disappointing teams this season. I know you say it's the Bucks. I think other people might say it's the Raiders, especially those in the AFC, especially those in Las Vegas and in California. But this is a case of the Miami Dolphins maybe being the most overachieving team in the league when you look at the fact they still have four wins on the season and the Raiders three and five. I think the Raiders are a much better football team than their record indicates, and this is one of those kind of get-right games. The Raiders have actually been on an East Coast trip, so they're not traveling across the country for this game. They played against Buffalo last week and got trounced. 
but they're on the East Coast training actually here right down the street from us in Bradenton, Florida at the IMG Academies. Um, so anyways, let's just forget about that. The fact that they're not traveling coast to coast on this one, they're coming off a really tough loss. Miami, you know, who knows whether Cutler's going to be back, whether Matt Moore's in there in the second quarter in this one. I think Oakland wins big. This is my biggest margin of victory for the week. This is my lock of week nine. Oakland Raiders 30, Miami Dolphins 10. What say you, Mr. Allendale? My lock, mad journalist lock of the week. Put in the books, put in the bag. That's it, baby. Well, Miami has the most anemic offense. They're last in the league, averaging 13.1 points per game. And also last in the league in yards per game, they got rid of their number one running back, and that's not saying much. Jake Cutler is supposed to be back, but I don't know if that's good. Maybe it's good for Jarvis Landry and all those fantasy fans that have Landry. Uh, we don't know about Oakland. They really can't afford to you know, lose another game, and it seemed like uh, Jack Del Rio threw Derek Carr under the bus last week, uh, blaming a lot of their offensive woes on poor pass and poor decision-making. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Let's say Cutler comes back. I, I don't know if he's going to make that much of a difference. So I'm just going to give Oakland the edge, uh, 24 to 20. Okay, so just covering the spread in that one. Uh, Miami's just one of those teams. Just some weeks they look really good. Other weeks they look like one of the worst teams in the league outside the Browns and the Niners. So interesting game for a Sunday night. I'm surprised they picked this one. Maybe I think uh, Fox jumped on the rights for that KC-Dallas because that obviously is the best matchup on Sunday. Uh, but let's move on to Monday night. Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Another division contest here. And obviously the Packers with your boy Brett Hundley at, at starting under center. You know, no Aaron Rodgers now for the second, third week, if you include the bye. And Detroit coming in favored by two and a half, so they're road favorite here. This is actually the toughest game for me to pick of the week because you have that X factor of Lambeau Field playing at home, especially in a primetime game. That crowd can really get behind the home team. And I think with the extra bye week to prepare, uh, Mike McCarthy and Hundley and the guys on offense, they might be able to put in a few gimmick trick plays. They might be able to get a few deep balls downfield to Jordy Nelson if the coverage is right. Uh, Detroit's defense hasn't really put a scare in anyone this year. I think Detroit's the definition of mediocre. You look at football teams the NFL this season. So to be able to go on the road in a Monday night football game, if Detroit wins this one, that's a huge win for that franchise and moving forward in the division. I've got an upset special, my second and only upset special of the week, and not really you're used to saying the Packers are a favorite to upset at home, but they're the underdogs in this one. I got the Packers winning 28-24. to You know, Detroit, uh, they've lost three straight, and in those three, three games, they've allowed 99 points. That's 33 per game, uh, but the best antidote for an ailing defense right now is the Green Bay Packers. Minus Aaron Rodgers, uh, they've only scored 24 points in their last two games. Uh, and, you know, Detroit has a potent offense. Uh, I like Detroit winning. I, I think that their defense uh, they, their defense has an easy tag. Not easy, nothing's easy in the NFL, but Brent Hundley is a lot easier than Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to go with the Lions 27-17. That's, you know, that's such a muddled division talking about with the Vikings, not sure who their quarterback's going to be. They lost Dalvin Cook earlier in the year. Talk about injuries. Uh, the Bears with Trubisky, they got a fighting chance. This division is might be the most wide-open division in all of football. But there you have it, folks, our Week 9 Quick Picks presented by Go Baller FFS. We thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your ear, and hopefully your picks go well this week, too. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.